Darnell, thank you very much for coming in for the podcast. It's going to be fun. Thank you for having me, both of you. It's going to be fun. I know you've uh, you've watched a couple of these episodes in the past. You've yes. talked to me a little bit, so yeah. I know when I see you in the hallway, I tell you, <laughs> Darnell, we're going to get you in here. Oh my it's finally the day. So uh, appreciate it. Sure, thank you. What uh what do you have going on for the holidays in the next couple of weeks? Um, probably. Well, one, I need to get in the gym. Me too. Two, um, guess I'll do some things around the house. Yeah. You know, there's some things around the house I'm working. You know, need to get my basement finished. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know maybe hang out with my dad a little bit. Nice. When you uh, when you go to the gym, what what kind of things do you do in there? Well, when I was going to the gym, one thing I was doing, I was on a treadmill for 50 minutes. That's pretty good. And then I would uh, lift for another an hour. Do you ever um, do you ever go up to this gym or not really? You have your own spot. I just I used to go to this gym, mm-hmm. but it just uh, Planet Fitness is right around the corner from where I live, so you know. Yeah. Um, Probably not even a mile. Yeah. That's convenient for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. That's why I I like to use this gym a lot because I live right down the street. Of course. You know, pay Mm -hmm. for a gym membership or go somewhere else when I. Right. I like to go here when everyone's gone, though, when all the guys are out of there. Right. Sometimes late at night. Yeah. Play some music in there. Yeah. I used to come at night and. Sean and Henry would be in there. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, Coach Nick P is usually in there, too. They're the regulars. I've never seen him in there. Whatever. No? No. Yeah, he's up there. Uh, Henry goes up there. Mm-hmm. But usually you come at like 7.30 or 8 and dead. Right. Which is what, what you want. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so tell me a little bit about... Um, Kind of what you what you've been working on around campus uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, um, what's been occupying your time for the most part? Well, um, doing the holidays is a lot of setups. You know, um, you know, just taking care of you know, taking care of those uh, whether whether that's in the Gilman Room, Centennial Hall, or the Dining Hall, um, and. Uh, you know, always the boys, you know, always the boys. Um, you know, a lot of years, you know, when I first started here, you know, it was kind of like, you know, just keep my head down, being quiet, just doing the job. And then when I started knowing everybody and the flow of things and, you know, started, you know, getting more involved with the boys and today... Now I'm like really hands on with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking to them about, you know, um, you know, like I was talking to a couple kids yesterday or the day before, you, you know, yesterday about, you know, whether they were ready for the exams, you know, and some of them are like, uh, I think so. I'm like, well, you think so? Yeah. Come on, man. You know, you got to. You know, your parents are paying a lot of money for you to come to school, and you just can't, you know, explain to them, okay, listen, um, you're going to apply for college, and there's going to be a lot of people applying for that same college. Yep. Then you're going to be applying for a job. There's going to be a lot of people applying for you, for that job. And what's the, you know, 
The difference is who did their homework. That's exactly right. Who, who, who put in more time? Right. Who put in more time? So you know, uh, you know, and these boys they don't they don't see that because I remember my dad. The best advice my dad gave me was, he said, Donnell, you need to back up and see the whole picture. And those boys, you know, seventeen, eighteen, they don't. It's very hard for them. It's to, very hard for them to see down the road, you know. So that's my opportunity. Um. To kind of help them with that. Yeah. Because there's no class for that. That's true. You know, there's no class for a lot of things that I try to, um, you know, talk to them about. Yeah. Um, Advisory yeah. a little bit, but I but I find it hard to get through sometimes to mm-hmm. them to, to give them that same message. So I think that's important from yeah. coming from you. Right. Well, and another thing is um, this... When I first started, it was a job. And when I come to realize it's not just a job, it's a calling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, um, I take that very seriously. I mean, I, you know, I want to do the best I can. First of all, I'm hired, as I tell my immediate coworkers, I'm hired for to be a day porter that everything else is a bonus. I'm talking about, you know, playing music in a dining hall or, you know. Dancing on Friday mornings. (laughs) Yeah, dancing on Friday. You know what? Doing the traffic, you know, I I was never assigned that. What happened was, again, when I first started, I had to go back out to my car. I parked on Rolling Avenue. And when I came back, you know, I was noticing the boys... Especially the little ones, you know, they had to get across. And these parents, sometimes it's like 83. I mean, they're flying. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and I'm like, it only takes one kid to get hit and it's over. You yeah. know, that parent is going to be pissed and wonder why we didn't. I mean, we do have Joyce will come up. Yep. yep. You know, and um, Jeff and Damon, you know, they're doing a great job. But um, I just go out there to help Joyce. And make sure those boys and young ladies from the, you know get across safely. Yeah, I told my uh, told my first period class because I come through there walking to my first period class most mornings. Mm-hmm. And I told my first period class a couple weeks ago, I was like, there are going to be few jobs or places that you go in life where you have people dancing on Friday mornings <laughs> to to greet you. Well, actually, there was a guy here in security. Um, you may not remember him. His name was Greg Chesray. You probably remember. Um, he used to have like these big, big hands, big you know, and he you know did a little thing. He was actually on the news too at one point. Um, but I think Joyce said something to me one day. Don't know. We should have music on Fridays. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know. So I bring some music and we play it. And the par- some of the parents, I mean, they love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and I, I mean, just, who who wouldn't like that? You know, so and it's only on Fridays. Yep. Um. You know, and one thing is important too that you know I've come to understand and learn is that you know when you take the liberty to do something, you also it also comes with responsibility. Yep. And so, I never really officially think I asked. 
to do that, but I'm sure if it wasn't, but I also know that there's a certain, um, like I said, it's a certain responsibility. So the songs are always, you know, family friendly and and, and nothing, um, you know, nothing even close to borderline. Right, right. And, you know, you start doing that for a few weeks and then everyone's expecting it on a Friday. So <laughs> they, that that's the responsibility. You can't right. stop. You know, they do. And, you know, like this Friday, I won't be here. Yeah. And I'm feeling guilty. Right. Um, uh, but Joyce and I decided... Probably no one's going to be here, so we're going to do a Thursday. Hmm, I, guess, I guess there are no finals on Friday, or yeah, Fridays are only for makeup. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you first started here, 2011, right? Is that? Actually, I started over in the gym in 1995. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I looked online and it said 2011. So 2011 yeah. must be. So 2011 is when I left in 99 and I was working for a general to, uh, contractor. You know what their name was? No. Renekill. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, man. Um, and I left there in 99. And when I got laid off my job from the Security Square Mall, May 2010. Um, my mother-in-law said, hey, Gilman is hiring. I was like, really? So I went and checked it out, went online. You know, they say you got to go online to put an application. So I went online and I started seeing all these teachers, Johnny Foreman, Eric Moner, that I knew that was from here. I'm like, wow, they're still there? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I knew I, I liked this place. There was something about this place. I really liked it. But, you know, this was my second full-time job, so I was like, uh, nah, you know, it just wasn't. And then when I um, put Johnny Foreman's name on my application, guess that worked out. <laughs> did, did you and, and Coach Foreman have a relationship prior um, or well, he just was, knew each other? Yeah, um, when I was working in a, over in the gym, um, he was the person that I reported to, and I actually... I really went through, he would let Ray know if there was something specific that we needed to do, needed attention. Um, he would talk to Ray Mills, and Ray Mills would let me know. Got it, got it. So when you first started, you said it was a job, and now it's turned into a calling or something more than that. Yeah, um, it's just, well, um, I, you know, as you get a little older, you get you know, more appreciative of the things, you know, it's awesome to, to work at a place that you love to work at, you know, um, because for a little while in between this job and being laid off, I was working at another place and it was just, uh, it was terrible, you know, it was terrible. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, understanding, like um, being at like the the Bible study thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That started that started with uh, Rob White up in his office. I'd say 2012. I didn't know. I don't know Rob White. Yeah, he was the dean of students or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but up on the second floor, um, 
where John Smith Jr. is now. That was his office, and he would hold a little uh, prayer in the mornings, and it'd be me, him, and maybe five students. Wow. And some donuts. <laughs> now now it's yeah. like 100 kids Yeah, now there. it's like 180 kids, man. You know, oh, man, it's just, you know, that's really awesome. Then he left. I'm still in contact with him. You know, we text each other every now and then. And now Kevin Hudson came in a picture, and Kevin and I just seemed to really just click right from the beginning, and it turned into, you know, from 40 boys in the Gilman room, and, you know, you and I and other faculty and staff, and then now it's 180 kids, you know. Could have to switch rooms and get yeah, a bigger... Yeah, have to switch rooms. We never would imagine that, you know, which is great, which yeah. is really great. Yeah, I think it's one thing that... Um... I don't know. I've seen that Bible study grow a lot, even in the past couple of years mm-hmm. that I've been here. And at the beginning, it was, it, I think it was in the Gilman room when I yeah, first started. It was, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was in, we started out in the Gilman room. Well, they have the Chick-fil-A, which is, you yeah. know, it might yeah. bring a couple guys one yeah, or sure two times, but yeah, not every time. I mean, there are yeah. 150 maybe guys in there every every Wednesday. Last week, you know, you see them and then they rushing in there to get the Chick-fil-A. And uh, get their lunch, and some of them bring the lunch from the from the cafeteria up there too. And they're eating and eating. Then um, uh, Pastor uh, Donahue starts teaching, and you'll notice it gets quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it gets quiet, man. So they're listening, you know. And then when I see them in the hallways, I'll you know say something to them, speak to them about, it, and ask them you know what they think and everything. Yeah. You know, it's a great time. It's just that is just awesome to have a Bible study. Yeah, here. Yeah, it really is. And Patrick's, and I mean, he's amazing every yes. week. Yes, he is. I catch him virtually on Sundays sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. At the church up mm-hmm. the street. Yeah, yep. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, me too. Need to get back there. Um, how did you and Kevin start to? Uh, develop a relationship and and you became pretty involved. I mean, you speak pretty much every time at Bible study. He, you know what? Honestly, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I really don't remember how we connected. Um, maybe him and Rob spoke, and you know, he talked to Rob. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but it took off immediately. Yeah, it took off immediately. Yeah, I think part of the reason uh, the Bible study has grown so much, especially this year, is because the last couple of years have been, you know, everyone's in their basement and at home and not yes. connected with each yes. other. Now, there was a good side to that. Yeah. Um, virtually, because then the young ladies from Bryn Mawr and Rolling Park could join in. Yeah, that was cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, that was really great. Even when we had it underneath the tent right here at the middle school blacktop, you know, that was, you know, that was great too. Yeah. I wonder if there's a, a way we can, because I know that Bryn Mawr and maybe Roland Park have their own they do. Bible they, study group. They do. I know Roland, uh, Roland Park has theirs on Thursdays. Be cool to do that all together somehow again, yeah, but if we could, I don't know right. if that's possible. Normally, we would have uh, a Christmas um, get together before Bible study before you know we leave for the holidays. Well, it just wasn't any time this year, and we normally do it at the end of the year too. So we'll see. What was um, 
so thinking back and, and it's so weird thinking about it because uh it almost you almost go about your day now and and don't even realize that we were pretty much at home for two years for covid yeah well the maintenance department we were out i think that first i guess it was march april and then we started coming back to work in may First it was a week, then it, it was two weeks, and then I think we were fully back in maybe July. Yeah. yeah. And, and was there a lot to do here when no, no one was really here, or um, just kind of keeping up? In the summer, I always say we turn into movers are us because there's so many faculty and staff, you know, moving from different offices. There's people who's left, now you got new uh, faculty coming in, so the, you know, I like this desk, I want that desk, you yep, know, yep. I'm not here anymore, I'm there. Can you? So we turn into movers are us on uh, in the summer. Hmm. So it was that, and it was also um, redoing all of the classrooms from what 15 students down to. Oh, true. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, half of that. So, and all of that extra furniture had to be stored somewhere, and it's down on, you know, in the, uh, I forgot what you call those tractor trailers things, but on the lower lot. But. So, when there are major changes to the furniture and the classrooms and, you know, the different things that you have to move around, how, do, how, does, how are those decisions made? Like, when do you. You guys just get together and, you know, draw it up or You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't I hey, um, I guess, you know, us Wes, you know, yeah. Mark, um, what's that name? Michelle Morris, you know, I guess they make those those decisions like and they get that from probably the division heads so we're going to do this and this and that's in that classroom. Cuz there know. is a lot of changes going on all it's the time. Lot. It is a lot. It it is a lot, but, you know, we get we get done. Yeah, yeah. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, so Darnell, I want to ask you a little bit about music too, because you're a oh, huge yeah. music man, and uh, you've got the music going every day at lunch in the mornings. Mm -hmm. How did you get so into music, and when did all this you know, um, begin for you? When I was, you know, when I was really young in elementary school. Um, well, it first started. I was at my grandmother's house. It was in the summer, and I kept hearing this noise. You know, I'm like, what is that noise? I must have been around seven or eight. So I went down the street and walked down the other block, about three or four blocks down, and there was this band playing. They had this tractor trailer. It was open, and they was in, of course, they was inside of it, and the side of the tractor trailer was open, and the band was playing. And there was this, the drummer, I'll never forget, had a white set of drums, and they were playing Getaway by Earth, Wind & Fire. And I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, you know, um, as a teenager, you know, uh, there was a mood on this block, and these, these guys had a band, and I would always watch from outside because they had a drummer, and then he got to the point where he wasn't showing up. So I would go in, I mean, they already knew, knew me, but I would go in and get on the drums, and it took off from there. So, and of course, 
you know, my all my guys, my friends, they were all, you know, African Americans. So we all we played was R and B. But we had one guy who was a little older than us, three or four years older than us, and he listened to Top Forty. He didn't listen. He listened to R and B, but he mostly listened to Top Forty. So he wanted to play. You know, we was playing the Jay Giles Band, um, Foreigner, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, we were like, man, nobody wants to play this. But when we got out gigs, they loved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, it's because everyone knows the lyrics and knows right, the music. Yeah, yeah. They loved it. So, um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell this story, but let's see. So one day, I'm listening to the music with my iPod in the dining hall. This is maybe two years after I started working here. And because I can't, I got to have music, man. I yeah, got to yeah, have yeah, music. Yeah. You know, it frustrates my wife at night. She, you know, she wants peace and quiet. I got to listen to something. For all so um, I left, the, I had to go upstairs to. Uh, maybe Centennial Hall, the common area. By the time I came back to the dining hall, and this is when the upper school were eating first. So um, I unplugged my mind. Oh, man, he's going to eat lunch. I unplugged my iPod, and everybody was like, no, 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 leave it on, leave yeah. it on. And I'm like, okay, but I can't listen to Earth, Wind & Fire every day. I can't do that. So um, Zach Hoffman says, you, do you have Pandora? I'm like, what's Pandora? So he t- turned me on a Pandora, and so I, you know, incorporated everything. Hmm. You know? Oh, that's what you play off of is Pandora. Yeah, I play off of Pandora, you know. And sometimes I would bring my Mac and, you know, because um, I would ask the boys, what do you want to hear? And they would say, want to hear this? Like, okay, well, I got to do the clean version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pandora should, I mean, they should have clean, maybe not? Mm, no. Hmm. No, I can't. I've can't never risk seen it. it. I never, I never seen it. Yeah, I can't risk it. Yeah, and you know, and I would play the music, and then I would leave out, and then I would come back, and during the middle school, it'd be turned off. Yeah, I'm it's like a, it's a different. Yeah, it's a diff- You know, I had to learn that. You know, it's like ah, oh, yeah, this is middle school, so you know, it's a it's a it's a different uh, you know, different level. Yeah. Their music, you know, that they can listen to. You know, it has to be a little more family friendly. Right. Yeah. Um, how did you uh, be, so you played the drums. Yeah. Yeah. How mm-hmm. did you learn drums? Like you saw that guy playing when you were younger it and you just, just learned on your own? It, or? Well, yeah, it was just natural, you know, to me. Um, it was just really just natural to, to me. Um, I've honestly never studied the craft as well as I should have. I wished I had. Now, I still have my drums at home. Um, I have an electronic set also. Do you play much now? Um, honestly, no, because I'm still working on my basement. Believe me, it's, it, I'm dying to. That's why I'm trying to get this basement finished, because I really want to. Yeah. I have my drumsticks in my car, and I'm, you know, I'm playing. I'm afraid that I was told when I was an Uber driver, I was told by a guy, I said, hey, you keep on beating on that that airbag is going to pop out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I stopped. You know, I stopped beating on the uh, steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that'll be good once you get back to that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That would be awesome. 
um, yeah, I play music sometimes in yeah. in class. You see me right. when you walk by sometimes. Right. Like mm-hmm. I when the beginning of class, really when they're writing and they're yes. doing some journal entry mm-hmm. stuff in English. Yeah, I like helps. to play some. Yeah, it does help because I think they like it too mm-hmm. because I don't know. It just brings a little lightness to the. It, to the it, room. It does. Like yesterday when we with the twelve days of wellness and they had the massage up there and they were playing this really, you know, just soft man, it was, oh it was great, man. It's I a difference like, maker. Yeah, I was like, Man, what's what is that you're playing? Maybe I need to listen to that, you know, that's maybe that's more friendly for my wife to, you know, when to go to bed at night. <laughs> maybe she wouldn't mind that. Do you uh before you go to bed at night is it pretty upbeat music or is it relaxed and calm? Sometimes it's um it depends whatever you yeah. know. Sometimes it's comedy. Yeah. Yeah, now yesterday I made a mistake. Up school lunch. Two of the te- now the dining hall was basically everybody was basically gone. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and I'm sitting there, I forgot who I was at the table with. You know, we're in the conversation. I, I knew Hubeck was there. Uh, Nathaniel Batter was there. And uh, Mac. And two of the teachers were like, Donnell, Donnell. Like, what's up? It's like, they're pointing up to the speaker. I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was Chris Rock. Somehow... <laughs> I was, I was, you know, when I was going down, who the the artist was going to play. I was picking out all Christmases, Christmas stuff. So I must have hit, hit Chris him, Rock. Chris Rock, my mistake. That's funny. <laughs> there have been a lot. Of, like I said, this, I wasn't going to tell this story, but I'll tell it. So, um, a couple years ago, before the pandemic, um. The boys were taking the test. I don't know what testing they, they were doing, but they seemed a little not themselves, you know? It's, I, I felt like, ah, they, they need to pick me up. And Centerfold by Jay Giles Band came on, and we played that song in a band, and I'll tell you, we hated the song at first, but now, but when we seen the response from the crowd, we loved it. Yep. So when it came on, man, I was, oh, yes, I grab that mic, man. My blood runs cold. I mean, it's <laughs> wide open karaoke, man. I'm letting people sing. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was great, man. It was, Oh, man, the whole dining hall, we, it was just great. So at the end, after it was all over, I'm walking out the dining hall. And I just had to be walking out with Henry. And he said, Mr. Smith, he says, uh, great song. Wish you would've wish you could would have used another one. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Henry, these guys, you know, do you know what they listen to? That's Kool-Aid compared to what they listen to. Yes, that's so true. the next day I was Ubering. It was a Saturday, and I came up here, um, and it was the preakness. So I came up here for a little break, and uh, Hubeck was up here. I say, I said, Rob. I said, um, you know, Henry said, he, he said, Donnell, we don't care about what the boys. It's the women. And, man, I'm telling you, it hit me like a house just fell on me. I was like, <gasps> It's like the content of the lyrics, mm-hmm. you know. And these days, that's very important. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I felt like that small. So that Monday morning, first thing I went to Henry and I apologized. Yeah. Well, it's hard to it's hard to uh, make those realizations in some of these songs, especially good songs that you right. listen to all the time. <laughs> yeah, you don't right? you, you don't yeah. maybe notice some some of the subtle uh, lyrics or it's references. It's a different day. It's a different day. So I apologized to Henry and I told him that I will go to every woman who was in there or who would be in there at that time and apologize. And I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. None of them were offended. They all said, no, no, we know you, and we enjoyed it. It was awesome, you know? Yep. Um, one or two of them said, well, we weren't offended by other things, and no one's ever come to us and said anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was what it was, but, man, that was that was great. <laughs> I really want to do that again, but I'm just <laughs> pump the brakes on it. What is what's the like when you're trying to get the crowd going similar to that song, mm-hmm. and you want everyone to sing along? Right. What are some go-to songs that you like to play? You know what? Um, the lower school has asked me to play some music for them sometimes, so I have created a playlist. You know um, that is really family friendly and it's got like uh celebration by cool and the gang you know some upbeat songs that you know um that nowhere near controversial in any aspect so yeah yeah yeah. it's funny uh talk about friday music at my high school i think i was in student council and one of the things student council was like supposed to do of the few things that we had to mm-hmm. be responsible for was our Friday music as you're passing through classes. We oh, played yeah. through the loudspeaker, uh-huh. and we'd always come out with the list every week of the songs that we wanted to play. Right. And the leader of student council would be like, "Nope, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope." Right. It's hard. Yeah, because um, probably back then, even then, there were no clean versions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's the story. So, um. I was asked to DJ at the prom. I forgot what year it was. It was down the uh, Marriott in oh, downtown. So a lot of the guys didn't know that I was DJ. When they came in, I had the uh, Greyhound um, uh, the hat. Hit, hat, you know, <laughs> the Greyhound mask. You know, mask on. So... Um, and I kept it on for a while, you know, until they sat down. I mean, I'm into, like, the third song. I'm like, okay, I got to take this thing off because I'm, like, 600 degrees in here. So once I took it off and they realized it was me, they, all the guys came up the stage. Hey, hey, Mr. Donna, how you doing? So I'm great. So they said, can you play this song? Can you play this song? Can you play this song? So it's hard trying to download and DJ at the same time. But I get it done. <laughs> and... One time I forgot to hit clean version. Oh my gosh, man. Yep. I mean, every other word was profanity. And, and they're probably singing along to it. Yeah, and you got, I remember Henry <laughs> Foreman, Diane, all the faculty and staff was out in the in the hallway, you know, and they can clearly hear it. And they're looking up at me like, and I'm like, oh man, I can't. I'm like, I can't cut this off. Yeah, you can't. Once you play it, you play it. And then halfway through it, I was like, hey, you know what? 
it's their prom. Yeah. It's their prom. They requested, let's give them that. Let's, it's their space. Don't wreck it for them. Yeah, especially mid song. Right. You can't just yeah, cut them yeah. Off. You know, I, I'm I'm not doing it. So you know, but I made sure after then, I made sure I did clean versions. So the next morning, again, I'm standing there, I'm talking to Miss Rose at the desk, and Henry walks past. Hey, Donald, nice job, except for that one song. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, I just you know, it's just really. Uh, the best. It's the best here. It just, you know, um, I'm treated so well here. I just want to make sure I just give it back. Yeah. Well, you do. I mean, you do an awesome job. Everyone knows you and comes up to you and you come up to all the right. students. And, and and another thing I like to point out, excuse me, um, with my coworkers, you know, hey, if you want to play music, y'all can play the music too. I mean, it's not just something that I do. You know, anybody can do it. You know, I would hope that that would happen. So on days when I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. Someone's you, filling someone's in for filling you. Someone's filling in. Because I mean, one day I wasn't here. Next day, you know, foreman says, yeah, you can tell when you're not here. There's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Yeah, lunch is quiet. And yeah, it's, you know, it's quiet. Not as fun. And um, some people like it quiet. They don't want any music. Yeah. So... I've tried to every once in a while do that, but I just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to please everybody. Yeah. And then you have, like, um, Tony, the law school phys ed teacher, and um, Eric Moner, um, when I would play country, because I'm playing everything. Right. The days I would play country... They would look, oh, man, so in the books, they, really? Really? I'm like, yeah, man, you have a country. You know, nobody will listen to, you know, your R&B every day. We're not having that. Yeah, that's true. You got to switch it up for yeah, everyone. you got to switch it up. I love country. I love the storytelling. Do you? And, oh, yeah, the storytelling country is amazing. So I like the, the popular kind of pop country songs mm-hmm. i can listen to those yeah. ones but as soon as it gets into like the real country <laughs> yeah you know it's uh it's hard but it, the, the storytelling is amazing in country songs that's true yes so you have a personally you have a very wide variety of music mm-hmm. that you enjoy it's not just yeah it's not yeah um and some of that comes from my dad too yeah you know especially the jazz stuff um you know just the other Two three weeks ago, I put some, I you know told him that he he had this fifty CD no it was a hundred CDs thing you know he played you know I mean he man you couldn't tell him anything you know watch this forty five and played played CDs I said you know okay dad it's uh, two thousand you need an iPod <laughs> yeah so, yeah what's an iPod here it is you can take that catalog with you. Okay. Yeah. So, got which is that. amazing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Well, because I was a lot. I was. I mean, I'm 26 years old, and I was alive when it was CDs. You play right. CDs in the car. You throw it in there, mm-hmm. and then suddenly the iPod came out. But the iPod was linked to the Apple Store, so you had to buy all your songs right. for 195 mm-hmm. or whatever it was yes. every song. Yes. 
And then there was this other website called LimeWire where mm-hmm. you can actually download the music for free, but it was you weren't supposed to go on there. It was right. illegal to do that. <laughs> right. You know? Yes, yes. You're supposed to pay for every song. Exactly. Now all of a sudden they have the streaming services and you can mm-hmm. pay the subscription and get every song you ever right. wanted. Yes, which, you know, no good for the artist, but Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, but it's just amazing how fast that that all right. happened. I mean, yeah. before that, you had because I'm old enough where, and I still have somewhere in my basement. I have my father's um, Marvin Gaye eight track. Yeah, uh, let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, like, day in the life of Darnell. Like, what when you wake up, you come to Gilman, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're, you're doing? You've got, you've got lunch where you're DJing at lunch, but besides that, besides the morning, mm-hmm. what, what are you really working on on a daily basis? Um, well, first thing I want to check is my work orders. Um, some of the time I have them organized and in order. Um, you know, when I get my work orders, uh, you know, even if for, as soon as I get them, I like to go through them and read them and see, okay, who put this work order, what do they need, what they want, and then I go see that person because they put the request in and then someone else types it up and then sends it to us, but I want to make sure nothing was lost in between. Mm-hmm. And then, well, and I think, well, maybe they might want, they left this out, they asked for tablecloths, but maybe they want trash cans too, so... Let me see if that's what they want, and I try to, um, you know, deal with that. Um, sometimes I try to get the, if there's a, you know, like, we may need have to wait for a study hall to be finished before we can go into Centennial Hall. So, you know, I might talk to Rob about that you know if we could move that up they could move out or if it's up to the teacher I can't Rob I'll go see the teacher you know and some teachers are okay with it um some are are not so that's not something that I can as I talked to had a conversation about this with Wes the operation manager that you know that's uh you know that's not something that we you know, should do on a regular basis. But if depending on the importance of the event we need to set up, if we need the time, then I may ask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to keep the restrooms clean, hand sanitizer, soap dispensers, you know, operating, um, you know, uh, walking into the serving area and sweeping in, in there and, you know, um, whatever, whatever is needed. What, um, what do you think the most challenging or difficult part of the, of the job for you is? Um, when there isn't a work order and someone needs something. But to me, I've gotten past that years ago. That's just the nature of it. You know, nobody's going to remember all the time what you need. Surely I don't. And even sometimes when I do have work orders and I forget to do it, 
you know, I would want, I would appreciate if the person wasn't, you know, um, upset with me because I forgot or I'm late setting up their setup, you know, so I understand when it's on the other side, hey, you know, because I'll get a, uh, I may get a text because I make sure everybody has my phone number. So you can either text me, email me what you need that way because I can't be everywhere at every time. But if they text me and email me, it's easier for me to, you know, it's like a reminder. Yeah, yeah. to remind or communicate. Hey, um, I need this right now. I've received plenty of taxes. Hey, can I have this right now? I'm sorry. Just no problem, you know. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, just trying to do the job, be the day porter that, you know, I was hired to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do you guys use the walkie-talkies much, or is it mostly just text now? You just we, text each other. Yeah, we do use walkie-talkies. As a matter of fact, mine's turned off right now because it's – but I text everybody to let them know, hey, I'm in here with uh, you guys, so they know that. A lot of organization, communication. Is is, is a key. Yeah. Is a, is a, is a key. Um, there's a lot of texting going on. Okay, come, we're on our phones anyway. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. So why shouldn't we use a phone as for the work? It makes the job easier. Mm-hmm. It makes communicating easier. You know, so why not? Uh, especially when there's something wrong, um, something going on with the plumber or electrician or carpentry, and it's easy for me to take the picture and send it to everybody so they can understand what's going on. They can see it. You know, that way they don't have to come all the way up here to see it. That way they know what tools to bring or what's the situation. Yep, yep. Um, and you spent some time Uber driving, too. Did you? Uh, were you, yeah. were you playing some music in there too were you uh yes yes i was playing music in there oh man sometimes but people would get in and the the passenger would want to play the music yeah so you know and i was cool with that you know oh man we had some great had some great times man i had some great times meeting people and you know Singing until top of our lungs. I, I really missed that. Yeah. But it was a lot of wear and tear on my vehicle. So True. Um, no more of that. But I really miss Uber. And I got to learn the city so much more in the county, so much more. Uh, restaurants. I kept taking people I kept taking people to uh, restaurants like the City Grill on, uh, what's that? Howard Street or Baltimore Street, right there, and on the harbor, uh, was taking people to Nick's Fish House, and uh, I love that place. My family and I, we go there a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and it's like, and there was something, you know, I had lived my life all these years and never been to Little Italy. Yeah, and I was taking people to this one restaurant, in Little Italy, and said, you know what, I gotta take my family there because I don't want them to go as long as I did. And I want to understand the value of Little Italy, man. Right, right. You know, it's a great place. Yep, yep. Great place. You probably learned so much from yes. driving people around and just talking to them and yes. thinking had, about where they're going. Yeah. I had some great times. I It was pouring down raining. Um, Boston Red Sox was in town, and I was down in, um, oh, man, was that Fells Point? And this uh, lady got in, 
She's like, close the door, close the door. So I'm like, okay, I'll close the door. Lock him, lock him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I locked it. And um, her husband, a guy knocking on the door. Hey, hey, let me in, let me in. So I, I let him in. She said, she told you to lock the door. <laughs> I said, yeah. And uh, he has a, and there was another couple that got in. So we're on our way to, uh, I'm taking them to the hotel where the, the Orioles stay. I forgot the name of that. And um, right down the street from uh, Camden Yards. And so we were driving, and I had this picture in my, electronically on the dash of my uh, vehicle. And he got to ask me, he said, who is this? I said, that's my family. He said, all those kids? You said, yeah, that's those kids my, you and your wife had all those kids? I said, well, no, we didn't have them, they adopted. He said, really, seriously? So long story short, he... At the end of the ride, he said, he gave me $200 bill. I said, sir, I cannot take that. I can't. He said, I want you to take this, and I want you to take your family out to dinner. Hmm. You know, so I thanked him on the way on the way there. So um, I have um, cameras in, outside of my house and inside of my house, you know. Um, and so I turned to... Cameras on. I called my family on my cell phone, the house phone, and I turned the camera on so I could see them. And I told them what was happening. I said, I want y'all to thank these couples because, you know, he, the one couple gave us $200 and the other couple gave us another $100, $300 bills. I was like, oh my gosh. Going to Little Italy. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't from Little Italy. Yeah. And we went to Little Italy. Yes, we did. And, you know, um, and I told him, I said, listen, um, one thing I've learned is when you get money like this, you don't eat it all. We need to do something with this money. So we bought some of those um, little, those pictures and those little, you know, bought a bunch of those and put them up on the wall so that we can say, hey, Remember where we got these pictures from? That's from those two couples. Oh, that's in Boston. awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then there was the ones where, you know, dude, don't spit up in my vehicle. Okay? Don't, you know, he's opening the door. <laughs> like, dude, that's going to cost you. T- they, the, it's $300, right? Yes. I'm yeah. telling you, it was 250 So I said, it's gonna, <laughs> and it's never the person who's responsible for the ride that's vomiting. Oh, it's, it's always, always the friend. It's always a friend, you know. And I'm telling him, man, I'm telling you, this is gonna cost you. Too. And he's yelling at the friend, "You bet not!" You know, so he's like, "Pull over, pull over." <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had all types of situations, man. Yeah, you know, which is just you know, it's, it's funny. Well, you can either make the three hundred dollars from the the couple who's giving you three hundred dollars, right. or from the guy throwing up in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had that. I've never had an outright, you know, just explosion. Oh, that's you good. know, it's always been just a little bit, you know, nothing major. Pretty much positive Uber rides where you're mm-hmm. talking to the people and yeah. learning now, a lot. I did yeah. have the, I picked the, you know, how they have these, I don't know, festivals or something downtown. Um, I forgot the name of that area. And, um,. They close the streets off. They got a band going. They're drinking and drinking. So I, I went down. I had I pulled up. There were these three young ladies. They helped the one young lady in, closed the door, and then they left. And I look back, and she's. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. No, 
I, I wrote one like, hey, hello, y'all can't leave her in here. So I took, you know, she was going to Loyola. So I get to Loyola to the school and she's like, she, before I can drive up into the, on the campus, she gets out. And I'm like, I can't let her just get out. I get out. I stop the vehicle. I get out. And she hops on a, five minutes later, she hops on a bus, a school bus. Hmm. And, um, she, you know, after she gets on, I tell the driver, say, hey, look, um, I think she may be a little drunk, you know. So he says, yeah, I, I can I can tell, you know. So I just want to make sure, you know, yeah, she gets somewhere safely. You well, know? that's a considerate Uber driver right there. Yeah. Oh, Care about the passengers. One more Uber story. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I remember the address, 527. I forgot where it's, you know, the, uh, the name of the street. But it had to have been seven degrees. And I'm inside, so driving, so I got the heat on, and, you know, I got, like, short, I got a short sleeve, you know, like a polo on. So, I picked this girl up downtown somewhere, and I could tell she's a little drunk she got in, so she she got in, and I pulled, it took me a while to get to her house, and I asked her, I said, ma'am, do you need any help? She said, no. Okay. So she gets out the vehicle, exits the vehicle to the right, and she falls into the vehicle. Oh, no. Okay. But she didn't fall down. So she makes it across the street. And when she gets to the curb, she trips and falls. And I'm looking like, get up. Please get up. Because this, like I said, it's seven degrees. She didn't get up. I said, oh, man, I'm going to go with this. So I open the door, and I run over there to her, help her get up. And she goes up her steps, and I run back in the car. And she goes into a pocketbook. And I said, man, ain't no way in the world she's going to get that key in that lock. It's just, it's not going to happen. Oh, my God. And she's fumbling around and fumbling around. Oh, i got to get out the car again. So I get out. <laughs> I get the key. And I open the door for her. And there's a dog, you know, there. And I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. Oh, gosh. You cannot get to that point. Where somebody can just take advantage of you. Yeah. What are yeah. you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. College. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Oh, man. I, was just, I mean, and it was, and just the fact, if I would have drove off, she would have still been laying there because she, she could not get up. Yeah. She could not get up. Yeah, you had more responsibilities than you maybe signed up for as an Uber driver. I mean, God. you know what? I always said, you know, um, like, you know, with the, the, the traffic duty, you know, I would hope that someone would do that for my kids, yeah. you know, when they were coming home from school, cause my wife would take them to school and I would pick them up. But then it got to the point where I wasn't there for, you know, and they would come home by herself, but it was, you know, it was four of them, then five of them. So yeah, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> Darnell, tell me, uh, so you've been working at Gilman for a while now. Tell me 
What about Gilman do you think is your favorite part or your favorite part of your day or favorite part of the year? Like, what do you like the most about working here and interacting with the students and the, and the other faculty? Um, I love, um, one of the things I like, um, is like at the end of the year when we're going, or during the course of the year and going to these, to the offices and you see the pictures of that person's family, you know, that's who they're here for, you know, taking care of, you know, everybody loves, you know, their family. So I like seeing the pictures of their family. Um, I just like, um, you know, getting to know everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really nice, friendly place. I mean, it's a special community and you don't understand it. You mean, you may get the wrong interpretation when you're outside of it. Yeah, yeah. When you're outside of, um, you know, um, I remember hearing one time at a crab feast, you know, um, someone saying, hey, they, they bougie up in here. I'm like, <laughs> no, not. Yeah. You, you know, you can say that because you don't know us. Right, right. You know. You, you you don't you don't know us. Once you knew us, once you get to know this place, then you'll understand. It's like um, we were Gilman was looking to hire uh, another day porter, and um, I was well not just myself. But we were advocating for one of the guys who work in Flick, and because it's difficult to hire someone outside of this community when because they don't know the temperament of it and they think oh well because one of the guys over here was like oh well i can take it easy i don't really have to do nothing i can you know dude this is not a party we're here to work yeah and the work comes first right okay work comes first i made dj but i wasn't hired to be a dj that's just extra. That's just extra. Yep. I'm not hired for that. I'm here to do a job. And if I don't do the job, then the other stuff doesn't matter. Yep. And it's hard for people outside of the house and by the end for them to understand that. You know, because they just think, oh, man, it's real easy piece of cake. Here, I can do this. I can do that. I mean, this one guy was just doing everything. It's like, no, right. not that type of party. Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the new uh, day portal we have, Mr. Sean Hall, who happens to be a legitimate DJ. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, this guy's on the radio. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm telling you, man, he's teaching me, you know? Oh, he's great. So um, he was working in the gym. Same path I took, working for a contractor in the gym, and eventually got hired, you know, um, with us. He's a great guy. Again, he knows the school, and... That just seems to be the the, the formula, I think. Yeah. At least, definitely for, you know, um, custodial. Yeah. No, I think that's true for pretty much everyone and probably even students that come here. Mm-hmm. Once you get to know the people and right. understand that everyone here is pretty much a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy my relationships with everyone pretty yeah. much. Because I'm like, man, who does the hiring around here? Because these people are just great. But Yeah, they do a really good job they hiring. They do a really great job. and But at the same time, it's the place, too. 
it's the environment. Um, like before I came here, I'm doing a, I'm way behind on the um, mandatory, you know, sexual harassment videos and stuff. You know that CPR, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Not yeah. not the CPR, but yeah, but but the fact that they do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, they. This is the way. When I first started here, people asked me, Donna, how you how you like working at Gilman? How you like working at?" I said, "You know what? If I could, I would cut and paste." their whole program all over the world because this is an awesome place. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah. It's an awesome place, man. Not perfect. Yeah. Not perfect. There's some bumps. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with that. <laughs> but, you know, hey. Did you did you have that feeling about Gilman from the day that you started here or was that something that gradually uh, happened for you? Um, I think gradually. Yeah. Um, you know, I but then again, when I was working as a contractor, I always thought it was a great place to work. I just never really considered it because you know I always thought you know I was going to be at Security Square Mall in their maintenance department. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, it is an awesome place. I mean, gonna it, it is. Yeah. Love coming here every day. Yeah, you said something at lunch the other day, which I liked, is when you go home with your families, you're saying to all the students, when you oh, go yeah. home with your families, you right. know, that's your family at home, appreciate them, enjoy your time, but don't forget about this family. Yeah. I love yeah. that line. You know, I, before I said that, I was like, I don't know if I should say that, I don't know my <laughs> mouth, man, just shut up and let it, let it be, <laughs> you know, but I was like, something just inside me, just, you know, I just wanted to let them know that this this is an awesome family. This is an awesome community. And um, I really appreciate it. And I just want them to see that because I don't think these boys, they, you know, they're too young to see it and understand it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I've been getting on them lately, you know, about leaving trash in the place, you know. Um, not that I don't want to do my job, but, you know, sometimes you have people from the business office holding meetings at the cafe tables and these boys leave the cafe table are just a mess. Right. And then um, admissions, they have people coming through here almost every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we don't want to look like, you know, you know, floors are dirty, they trash all over the place, you know, look like, you know, we don't care about, you know. Right. So I always, I get embarrassed. Yeah. When I see that, yeah. you know, and these boys, you know, those parents, uh, you know, they're fighting the same battles at home. We're fighting with them here. So I just, you know, me being a parent of five teenagers myself, you know, hey, I see it too, you know, so I just hope that someone is um, giving, caring enough about my kid to correct them too. Yeah, you need that as a teenager. You gotta have that. Someone has to say something, or you go right everywhere in your life doing right. the same thing, yeah. and it's just not yeah. not and, the way it's done. And like I told two boys yesterday, I said, "Listen, you can have the best grades and everything, but it's the complete person. You know, you have your responsibility, maturity. You know, all of that. The Gilman Five, all of that. You have, it's a package. It has to be complete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you are you totally spend time studying and you walk into that room confident knowing that you study and that you know you sit down to the exam you know i want i forgot i asked a kid today um 
You ready for exam? I hope you, uh, he said something like, I hope I am. <laughs> you know, and I wanted to ask him. He probably don't know who Michael Jordan was. Do you ever think Michael Jordan went into a basketball game thinking, I hope we win? Yeah, it's so true. It's so <laughs> Are true. you kidding me? Tom Brady, you know? Tom Brady is ridiculous. I've watched the, he had the game-winning touchdown pass the other day. He's he's ridiculous. I mean, Right. I mean, I used to hate that guy. Oh, I hated him. But, but you, I have so much respect for him. You have to. You have to. You have to. When someone studies their craft like that, you have to respect that. Yep. Very true. You have to respect that. Uh, Darnell, last question I have for you. We sure. usually do... Um, so the people who come on the podcast usually have like a book recommendation or a recommendation <laughs> for the for the listeners. Right. And I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit because uh, I yeah. didn't I didn't ask you beforehand. But is there anything that for for the people who watch this? Oh yes. That you would recommend that they either read, watch, listen to something mm-hmm. that you very much enjoy? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, watch Jake's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, um, yes, um, at the end of the year at Bible study, uh, Kevin and I, we give the boys Bibles, um, but the Bibles are, the, you know, when you give someone the Bible, it's that whole book and you think, oh man, you know, so I would suggest, um, Young lady used to be in development here named, oh my goodness, Elizabeth. Gosh, I forgot her last name. You remember? Elizabeth. She gave me um, a a devotional book, uh, Jesus Calling, and that basically changed my life, you know, because... That devotional book was just, um, I'm not due here till 7. I get here at 5.45, somewhere between 5.45 and 6 o'clock. I spend my first 40 minutes reading that devotion, that devotional book for today and, um, you know, underlining the scriptures and, um, you know, looking up the scriptures and reading them and um, writing my prayer list in the column. Um, the, that book is just awesome. Uh, that devotional book, I just because I, you know, of course I'm a Christian and I just believe that that relationship with the Lord is just absolutely in that that devotional book is just awesome. So awesome. Um, Kevin give them Bibles, and I give them those devotional books because, you know, the, that's the whole thing. Just. Take a small bite. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, so every day it's a different message. Every day it's a different message. And you every morning you spend the first hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's great. Now, honestly, I didn't do it today. Some mornings I'd never get to it. Um, yep. Yep. I might come in. I might be a little tired from last night, you know. Yep. Or today I just came in and I ate. And I was running a little late. So, and then we, the dining hall had to be put back together. So I went out there and I was looking at things and seeing what needs to be done, whatever. So I'll get to it probably doing before lunch, probably right after I leave here. But it's on your mind every day. It's oh, pretty yeah, important. definitely on my mind every day. All right. I'm going to check that out too. Okay. That's the, that's the Darnell 
Recommendation. Yes. Love it. I definitely recommend it. See, well, uh, Laura, I forgot, her, I forgot her name too. I'm sorry. The lady who, uh, the author of the those books. This is a series of them. Any one of them is great. Okay. Devotional Jesus. Devotional. Uh, um, it's Jesus Always is the one I'm currently doing now. And the one that Elizabeth Stratford okay. gave me was um, Jesus Calling. Jesus Calling. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll put that up on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so people can check it out. Darnell, thank you very much for coming thank in today. You. Appreciate it. Yeah. It wasn't as, you know. Yeah. Once, as, you, get, once you get going, yeah, it's Yeah, once you get going, it was good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, too.